Bachelor Nation, welcome to season two of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose giving of the franchise. This week, we're breaking down episode seven of Peter's Bachelor season. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look toward the stars. everyone welcome back to our second episode in one week oh my Woo! goodness are you lucky <laughs> <laughs> um we're excited to only have two hours of content <laughs> to cover tonight um and a pretty good episode on top of that it, so, not by high standards but compared yeah. to what we've been singing <laughs> a bit of a refreshing vibe um, before we get into our episode breakdown, we just want to remind you to make sure you're following us on Twitter at It's All Roses, on Instagram at It's All in the Roses. Email us, it's all in the roses at gmail.com. And please be sure if you're loving all of our coverage of this season to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can leave reviews. Um, just a reminder that we are mere astrology enthusiasts. We're not experts by any means. So the book we reference throughout our episodes is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. We're going to move right into our Virgo and Gem moves of the week or our Virgo and Gem moves of the second half of the week, perhaps. <laughs> Kristen, what, what's going on now? Yes. Well, I decided to focus on the Virgo trait of being hypercritical or dissatisfied sometimes. Mm. I think when a sign is said to be this, it's always a little tricky because you think, oh, like everybody's a little like that with themselves. But I definitely see how it can be emphasized with Virgos and just like that need to have everything organized and know what you're doing and have it all together. And I've been feeling that lately with my daily routine, just because mm. with the commute in and out of the city, it does feel like you lose a good chunk of your day that way. Sure. And I do read on the train and I'm glad that I get so much reading <laughs> done that way. But I also just feel a little drained about having to, you know, rush back and forth to pen at certain times of the day otherwise i'll miss my train so today and i've done this before actually today i always have enough time in the morning that i can fit in kind of an extra block in the walk to work like i reach the corner that my work is on and then i keep going and then i walk <sighs> around that block so and i really like it just because Aww, it's cute. a calmer side of the street and I pass a nice coffee shop that I like and a really pretty row of brown houses so yeah it's just like a little nice way to open up the day oh that's good um everyone I've been encouraging Kristen to seek out hobbies and social <laughs> groups in the no, city no I have <laughs> hobbies <laughs> no I didn't mean to trigger you <laughs> and no one's gonna know what we mean by that don't worry about I it, can't everyone. Hear that word anymore? Um, yeah, because I feel like it is so. Like, can become so monotonous. But if you had like a a little book club that met once a month, or 
you know, eventually when we just move into the city. Huh. Yes. So much pressure. Oh. Yes. Um, my gem move of the week um, is partially gem, but partially may also just be me. So I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before that I have a crush on one of the teachers at one of the schools my organization works in. And over the weekend, as I told you all, I went up to Saratoga. And of course, I had to tell some of my, of my friends who may not be looped in about the teacher crush. This teacher's like my age, by the way, everyone. It's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird. He's my age. He's like very new to the oh, school. It's, sounded so wrong without the It's context. not that weird. <laughs> I know. Had to clarify. And they, of course roasted me because in college and like still today I very much am the person that like if if I like someone or if I think someone is cute I will do everything in my power to ignore that person and and not speak to them at all like at parties cute guy was on one side of the room I was on the complete opposite side like and they hate me for it they're so frustrated by it so they were like you you got to talk to this guy this week and I was like okay they were really hyping me up and then we realized it was Valentine's Day week and then we were like mm, that might be a little weird like I don't know let's figure it out so in terms of the gem duality um yeah I don't really talk to teacher crush but a couple of weeks ago we had like a pretty nice convo and then the next week I went back to like stone cold ignoring him so i feel so bad for this guy because a i think he knows b i'm like sending mixed signals left and right classic classic me classic gem and then today i was supposed to give him a little lollipop valentine um oh but you my, didn't end up doing it well my co-worker <laughs> My coworker got held up at the office and I had been talking to a lot of people last night. Like, should I, should I like write my phone number on it and like give it to him? And, and I didn't know. So then I had decided that I was just going to give him the lollipop and kind of have that be an icebreaker without the number on it. So he kind of what he's obviously, he would have been like, thank you so much. And like been polite about it. But then my coworker got held up at work. And then I was just like, in my brain about everything and was like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to have my other coworker go and give all the kids the lollipops and make sure he gets one too. And then he told me that he did give him the lollipop, but he didn't mention my name because that would have been kind of weird, I guess. So nothing happened. <laughs> and then <laughs> I realized short, nothing happened. <laughs> then I realized that this could have been the week because next week they're on break. So if, oh, yeah. if I had given it to him, with my number on it and he didn't text me then I wouldn't have to see his face for a week and it would have been okay but then I was talking to the secretaries at the school and they were like he I think he's too shy to like call the number and I was like are you kidding me I would never call and text it maybe and even I may be too shy to text <laughs> it it's so weird everyone so in short maybe next week I'll switch back to kind of trying to talk to him yes because the gemini is the sign of the twins right you know yes. it's like good twin and bad twin bad tw <laughs> and then i don't know which is which in this scenario but <laughs> i know i don't know um 
I've literally wants done to send this... me dating advice. DM <laughs> us or tweet us. I don't know. You have I've literally handle. acted the same way in scenarios, so I wonder if that's a similarity with Gemini and Virgo, or if it's literally just us. Just us? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So we covered some big Bachelor Nation news earlier in this week, so we don't have a Bachelor Nation broadcast for you guys, so we're just going to move right into our episode breakdown of this week's only episode. You started kissing all your friends Kiss, kiss Kiss, kiss So this episode kicks off with the group arriving in Lima, Peru. Kelly thinks in true Kelly fashion, her focus is on fun. So she says, they'll have fun here. She knows there's alpacas there, so she hopes to see a bunch of them before she leaves. <laughs> Kelly's a little weird. I've been seeing all the memes about Kelly that are like, Kelly on this group day pissed off because it interrupted her vacation in like Costa Rica, <laughs> Lima. It's so funny. She's weird, yeah. So as the women explore the outskirts of their hotel really in lima let's be honest um peter facetimes his mom greets her with a long ass spanish greeting to remind us that he's cuban (laughs) and he tells her that they're at the final six and that the previous week was the toughest for him so far and he believes that each relationship should be a two-way street because his Mm -hmm. biggest fear is a, is going all in and getting invested in someone and the other person not feeling the same way at the end of this experience. So Barbara tells Peter to be honest with himself and wow. Peter says that, yeah, I'll do this. I'll just try to stay on the right path and Barbara tells him to believe in his heart. Aww. The heart. Le- Leos are the yeah. sign that rules the heart. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're already at pre-hometown. Me neither. I'm also wondering, like, who does Barbara become so connected to that she's sobbing uh, to Peter to bring her home? Who knows? But we'll find <laughs> out soon. And Peter reiterates that the women he's falling for could blindside him, so he needs to ensure they're just as invested in this as he is. So, he visits them at their hotel room to be honest with them and come clean. comes clean about the last rose ceremony making him think more about his big fear and he just asked the women to really think if they can see a future with him if they can see raising a family with him so he thanks them for hearing them out and then heads out and the women start talking about what he said hannah ann tells producers that everyone owes peter their truth and madison and kelly are thinking of a future with peter but they both still need to know more While Natasha is desperate for that one-on-one, she's the only one remaining that hasn't had one yet, and she says that she can't fathom taking him home without that special time. But for the first one-on-one of the week, Madison is the one going out with Peter. Woo! Our girl's back in this. So Madison has mentioned that it's been a while since her first date with Peter. They went on the first one-on-one of the season to Peter's parents' vow renewal ceremony. Madison kept it pretty chill when Peter pulled her up to his parents' backyard and said, We're gonna go meet my family. 
foreshadowing <laughs> for how any future wife of mine is going to experience life. We're gonna go see my family. And this week also began a trend of Peter reminding the women that his bandage was off. And every <laughs> date, he waited to see if they would notice. Inevitably, two seconds in, they wouldn't. So he would be like, my bandage is off. You didn't notice. So <laughs> this started with Madison. And he brought up to her, oh, you didn't notice it was off. And she was like, oh, my God, your wound is right there. And as they start to explore the city and head on a boat ride, Peter tells the cameras that they started strong and he loved their last date. But it's been a while since they had any quality time. And Peter knows Madison takes things slow, but they have a natural chemistry that he's willing to see through. And he hopes that this date is foreshadowing something he do in real life. He wants to get lost with his future partner and explore and try new things. Yes, I I like the concept of this date and that, that like exploring and Pete really seeing what they're doing as something that could easily translate into his own, like into his already established life. So this is the first one-on-one of the episode and Madison is an Aries. Actually, I think three of the three one-on-ones episode are all Aryan women. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to pick out diverse aspects for each one. Um, so while they're on the boat, Peter says that Peter says that he sees Madison as the best friend you could fall in love with, and it feels so good when they're together. Aries in friendship are people that can give tremendously when someone is in need, but it's also very important for them to be acknowledged for all of the good things they're doing. And I found this really interesting because Peter this entire season has positioned himself as the giver in the relationship, so I'm wondering how um, that would translate moving forward if Madison is always naturally kind of one-upping him in that aspect. Aries women also must meet men on equal terms. And this, again, might be a little contradictory with Madison because in this episode, she establishes um, herself as a leader in terms of her faith and Peter's faith and potentially the faith they can or they will share together. And something I also noticed when I was looking into the Aries woman is that Madison's birthday is March 25th. So she's technically a little bit on the Pisces Aries cusp, which is why to me, she seemed to really stand out in a different way from Kelsey and Natasha or other two Aries girls remaining. So I looked more into the Pisces woman quality, um, Kelly is also another Pisces and Madison with Pisces qualities seem to have a gentleness, softness and innocence that draws men and a Pisces woman will either fall for emotionally handicapped men that the Pisces can mother or a strong decisive type who can give her a firm direction, which seemed to fit with the description of the ideal mate that she'll talk about later on this date. Oh, snap. Okay. Because I feel, I was thinking about that as well for um, Kelsey, I believe. Um, I feel like Peter's not a hand, an emotionally handicapped man. 
Um, and I do think he's pretty decisive. It's, it's interesting to think of that in terms of the younger contestants. Like, I think a lot of people watch this and think, oh, yeah, yeah like, Pete will easily be dominant in terms of a relationship with Madison or Hannah Ann and be able to, like, provide direction in that sense. But not so much with Kelsey. I feel like Kelsey kind of has more of an established vision for the future which we'll talk about later madison told peter that she re- felt reassured by peter's talk in the hotel hotel m- room earlier and uh-huh. said to him i don't want or said to cameras i don't want him to have fear with us with me with our relationship peter admitted that the whole experience was getting confusing for him and that was the main reason why he went to the group and he knows how he works in love. And once he gives into it, there's no going back for him. So obviously it was really important for him to kind of start this blank slate with the women and to get them to really evaluate where they see themselves. And on the date, Madison wanted him to know that she's there for them and she's serious about the possibility and that she wouldn't put herself through this if she didn't see a future with him. And we fit this along with the Aries woman quality of finding happiness in a long-term relationship. And the Aries woman enjoys sharing everything with a lover. And this makes sense because it goes back to Peter's comment about Madison taking things slowly. She really values that time. She wants to see it through and see what it, where it can lead. And the Aries can also feel nervous energy inside and worry about how they'll handle everything. So when Madison implied that she definitely wouldn't still be here if she didn't see something with yeah. Peter, I saw her as someone that maybe like Kelsey has been struggling with this process, especially having the first one-on-one date and not getting quality time with Peter since then. Maybe she felt similarly, but she just didn't express it in the way that Kelsey did. So Peter and Madison are going into their dinner to once again, ensure that they're on the same page. And then the episode segues into a conversation between Hannah Ann and Kelsey at the hotel. And Kelsey said that she hoped everyone takes the remainder of their time seriously and that she thinks Peter and Madison have a strong connection and she would be shocked if Maddie went home. But she knows that Madison had a lot of questions before the possibility of bringing Peter home. Kelsey told cameras that she knows Madison wants a man to lead the family in faith And Maddie wants to check if that life will align with Peter. Kelsey respected Maddie being religious, but she knew that Maddie hadn't had a serious conversation with Peter about her faith and what it means to her. So Kelsey was really driving home the point that now is the time to do that. And she needs to have these talks with Peter as a significant other, because if certain aspects of your life don't line up, it's make or break. Oh, yeah, and, like, I completely agree with her on that. Kelsey was so good this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're team Kelsey for (laughs) Bachelorette, guys. Might be a little controversial, but... It it is controversial, but we're here for it. Yeah, and going along with kind of both Kelsey and Maddie in this scenario, the Aries is self-involved and wants to control their own plans. So I saw this as Kelsey seeing this scenario through her very Aries viewpoint, but I kind of like to think of her 
as a fully actualized Aries, while Madison, mm. as someone who's a little younger and has that Pisces influence as well, is a little bit of a weaker Aries as far as its boldest traits. During this hotel conversation, Kelsey also said that everyone adores Madison, but they would obviously have a better chance for their own relationships with Peter to grow if someone didn't come back just by process of elimination. And Natasha still really wants that time with Peter badly, so she gets the second one-on-one, and she's excited to see him and have him to herself, and she's just thrilled for the time. She doesn't care what they do tomorrow, which is probably a little concerning in Bachelor World, because <laughs> who knows what they're going to make you do. Oh my gosh, she's up for any of it. <laughs> um, this whole episode, I kept thinking it was so strange how the women were saying, like, oh, you know, we love her we adore her but it'd kind of be better if she didn't come back from this one-on-one etc and now i just realized that it i feel it's so strange because it's weird to think of these women as friends mm-hmm. we've talked all season about how um how intense the atmosphere has been and so it's just it's weird to see this episode the different connections like later on Hannah Ann and uh, Kelsey are like buddy buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it, just bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. This episode had everyone seeming a little low key and friendly with each other. It was yes. just very odd dynamics. It'd be interesting very to bizarre. see how friendships would play out in paradise and social media. <laughs> True. That's the thing. I don't think I believe any friendships. <laughs> Like, there's no friendship that I've seen that I'm like, oh, yeah, I believe that. No, me neither. That's weird. So Peter and Madison's date continues with them dancing at a little bar where some locals are singing. And Madison calls Peter real, vulnerable, and raw, which she loves. So she owes it to him to be fully honest with hometowns coming up. They go to dinner, and Madison tells cameras, opening my heart up will either propel us into the future together or end our relationship. But she's a strong believer, and whatever will be, will be. But the thought of Peter ending their relationship after what she has to say is a little scary. So, kind of going along with what she's alluding to... Madison tells Peter at dinner that it's been hard to be on the show because she sees a future with him and the week has been emotional because her heart is starting to take over. Her family is her whole world and she looks up to her dad and she's always wanted someone that reminds her of him and embodied his qualities. And she also admires the way that her dad loves her mom and their family and he also has a strong relationship with the Lord. So she brings up faith and emphasizes how important it is in her life and she says quote it's more than just a pass down thing to me it's literally my whole life and who i am and she wants to share that with someone in a marriage so she wants to know from peter if they can be on the same page when it comes to faith and push each other and grow that way and Pete was like, uh... Mm. <laughs> well, remember when earlier in the season, Peter had... He he mentioned Faith. Yeah, like, he mentioned... Like, so, and I was like, God what? About his wife, yes. And when Madison asked him about this, Peter was kind of quiet. He said he wanted a family and that he valued being a role model for kids. 
And hearing her talk like that inspired him, but he was honest that although he's been raised in a Christian household, he feels like his faith could be stronger and he struggles with it sometimes. And he wasn't too proud of that thought. He didn't exactly seem to answer Madison's concerns. Oh. Maybe there were bits of that conversation that we didn't see. But I mm, I feel like the term Christian is used so loosely. And I understand that in certain regions, that's what people identify as. But in the Northeast, it's very different. No one really says Christian the way that, say, Hannah Brown and Luke P. said it. So when Peter says oh, yeah. Christian household, I feel like it doesn't it r- isn't really what he's identifying as. It's odd, all very odd. And in the previews for the weeks to come, it looks like uh, uh, we're going to go back to this whole faith thing. Mm-hmm. Madison might be. Oh, no, she confirmed in the preview that she's a virgin and that mm-hmm. she's saving yeah, yeah. herself for marriage. She's saving herself. There's no mystery yep. around that. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. But their date ended on a high note because Peter said to Maddie, I know that I'm falling in love with you. And Madison got a little teary and said that she needed to hear that. And the Aries woman will be faithful in love, but she expects it in return. So Madison needed that boost and she got it. So Peter gave her a rose, said it'd be an honor to go meet her family. And then he says, I've never been to Alabama before. <laughs> I Peter has him. a type. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I feel like Madison's um, hometown date, like her, her family, it's going to be the hardest one. Mm. TBH. Like, they're going to grill him. Yeah. Also, who else has Peter said that he's falling in love with, too? Or it's just Madison at this point? I believe it's Victoria? only Madison. No. Oh, really? Kelsey okay. has said that she's falling yes. in love with him. I don't yes. think he said it to Victoria. Damn. Okay. So that was that. And now we're moving on to our second one-on-one of the night, which is with Natasha. So we head into this date, um, and Peter's just kind of saying that he doesn't really want to compare relationships, um, but he's using his last one-on-one date with Madison is kind of a benchmark for where feelings should be at and what point of a relationship they should be at. Um, and Natasha does notice the missing bandage on his forehead <laughs> because she is a queen and of course she would. And for their date, they're just kind of exploring the Plaza de Armas and Kristen and I could not stop dying at the fact that Peter finds in Peru, of all places, his favorite dessert of all time, because OMG, my grandma used to make this all the time. (laughs) It was so dumb. Classic Peter. Did you know Pete is Cuban? (laughs) Did you know Pete speaks Spanish? (laughs) Stop, I'm so happy everyone feels the same way about that as I do. (laughs) Um, So, Natasha starts off her... She goes into the state saying that she that being with Peter is scary because, quote, he's my only person, but I'm not his only person. As we mentioned earlier, the three one-on-ones are with our Aryan women. And for Natasha, an Aries woman in love will be faithful, but she expects total fidelity in return. So Natasha saying that she's feeling a bit scary may also allude to the fact that she's kind of 
uncomfortable with the process, but we just haven't really seen how she's dealing with it, yada, yada. Um, and you totally get the sense from this that she is still very much testing the waters with Pete, as some of the women mentioned earlier, or I think she did. Before her hometown, it was essential for her to get this time because she still has a lot of questions and doesn't want to bring Pete home without having some more clarity. Pete tells Natasha that she's always shown more sides than any of the other women here to him and has been nothing but honest with her. Um, Peter loves that she's been too honest, which I think is pretty funny too. Arians are also a very open sign. So um, that really falls in line there. Natasha is a child and has three brothers. Um, her parents have not met a guy she's dated in about four years. And her last boyfriend, she told us, broke up with her because she was too intense for him. Um, in terms of Arians, there is nothing faint or half-hearted about anything they do. So there's that connection there. Natasha has always felt a connection between herself and Peter and getting a rose that night would solidify that they're on the same page. An Aryan woman wants to meet men on equal terms. So again, just Natasha getting that clarification before taking that next step to hometowns. During their dinner portion of the day, um, again, very, very candid conversation. Natasha, like, no problem problem opening up um peter has to compare how he's feeling about others with natasha even though he doesn't really want to and he knows he's falling in love with madison but he doesn't know where he's at with natasha so pete reminds her she previously brought up she brought up that they weren't there yet um natasha says she feels that they have a strong connection and she feels comfortable around him but it's important that peter can feel the same way about her and feel that security. So she said, if and when I introduce my family to someone, I do want it to be special. I don't know if today brought more anxiety about that for you. How do you feel about it? And I just love when the women so put Pete on the spot. Yes. I know. Because I, I feel like he really falters under under that. Yeah, I, I'm still going back and forth with whether I think Peter's good in this environment or not, I think yeah. he's good, or at least in recent weeks, he was good in conversations with women that he liked. Now that it's getting a little serious, and after how this episode ends, I feel like he isn't as great of a decision maker as we thought he was. It's very interesting. I was thinking about this earlier, how prior to Colton's season, I really didn't like Colton, was not looking forward to a season with him. I ended up kind of enjoying him, not his season, but him okay. more than I thought I would. And I thought he was pretty decent as The Bachelor. With Peter, I didn't want him as The Bachelor. I wanted Mike, but I did like Peter and I was you yeah. know, open to watching with watching a season with him. And now I just think that he was not good in the role at all. Back to the day, Pete says, Peter says he sees potential for what he's looking for with Natasha. Um, but Natasha really sees potential between the two of them because she feels like they are at similar points in their lives. Um, 
in quote, being open is being honest, but it is also scary. And Natasha feels like she's kind of in this limbo until she figures out where she stands with Peter. And Aries connecting this back to Natasha and her Aryan background. Aries can be open-hearted friends who share ideas and advice. Um, and Peter has like expressed throughout this whole day that he's very happy with how Natasha has been with him so far, very open and like candid throughout the whole process. So Nat asks Pete, if they were to end up together, how would he envision their lives? How would that work? And Peter says that he's thought about it to an extent, but he's more so been focusing on finding the right person first. Um, and Nat trusts him when he says that he wants to find someone forever and he hopes he means or she hopes he means that um but peter then in an aside tells the camera that they get along but he feels like it's more of a friendship-based relationship than um, a romantic one and peter says because she's been so honest with him all season long it's only right that he owes her the same honesty um and he basically tells her that with the other relationships he has at the moment um he's at the point where he cannot give her this rose because they just aren't there yet um and then i love peter's immediate like doubting of himself and he was like so dramatic of course like i don't know maybe i just waited too long he did. maybe i didn't give her the chance like it was i i it felt sincere to me Yes, I feel yeah. like this was definitely a case of them not getting the time they needed to grow a proper yeah. relationship. And then so it sad. bit Pete in the butt to wait so long. Oh, gosh, gosh. Ugh, I hope we have an older... Away happen. Yeah, I hope we have an older bachelorette so we can get some old men on Paradise for Natasha. I hope so. Old Over men. 30s, please. How old is Natasha? 31. Is she over? Oh, oh, okay. Well, Natasha hopes he's following his heart and finds what he's looking for because she, she says, I know I will. Yes, snaps. <laughs> um, and then Pete, at the end of the day, says that you have to feel it in your heart and you can't force anything. Again, Leos are the sign that rules the heart, so it all aligns there. Um, and yeah, that's the end of that date. Yes. Okay, and now we move on to our third and final Aries of the night, third and final one-on-one -on -one of the night, our girl Kelsey, who we love. Controversial opinion, we don't care. And she was normal this episode, so it's She fine. was. That's the thing. When she's normal, she's really normal. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah. Oh, like, remember the, no, you can't even remember the forgettable Cleveland date because it was so normal mm. that who, 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 even, who even remembers what happened. So, Kels, as we've mentioned, has told Peter that she's falling in love with him. And Pete needs to ask himself if he really sees a future with her as his wife, family, etc. Again, an Aries-Leo pairing. Um... So, again, just, like, some background Aries stuff for Kelsey. We've talked about Aries women being faithful, but they expect total fidelity in return. 
And Kelsey, of all of our women, is the one that has expressed the most trouble with the Bachelor model and the situation and Pete juggling all of these relationships at once. Um, when an Aries woman does not feel love, she, be she can become shrill and demanding. And Kelsey has taken that out on the other women in the house, but also confronted Peter about it. And then lastly, an Aryan women will not tolerate being ignored or neglected, which again, we, we've seen Kelsey step up in those situations. And can so you imagine that quality <laughs> on a bachelorette group date when all the men are being idiots? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I just have to say, I love The Bachelorette. It's my favorite show of the franchise. They're we love it. Out of, I've watched full seasons of The Bachelorette since season seven. There's been no Bachelorette I've disliked like I've liked, like I've disliked Bachelors. Mm. Like there's mm -hmm. maybe one that, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of her, but sure. everyone else, you know, I feel like it's impossible to truly like a bachelorette so i feel like this won't be a decision that's taken lightly at this <laughs> point i mean i feel like kelsey has the most has both screen time a story and enough likable aspects that have come across to be yeah. a bachelorette we have to start the hashtag trends now yep Kels for batch we're here for it so on this one-on-one -on -one, they go atv writing <laughs> of course, as one does. And um, Peter says Kelsey has never really answered their question about how she envisions their life together. And she says she wants to work a couple days a week, but also be like a very active mother and be able to be at home and raise um, their children. It's all about finding the balance. She wants to be in her kids' lives, but still have something for herself, which, yes. We yes. support. This is what I'm here for. Yes. In terms of the airy sign, Aryan women, again, we've mentioned find happiness in a long-term relationship. And last week we talked a little bit about um, how we would see Kelsey in like the bachelorette role. And I feel like even, and she talked a little bit more about it later, but hearing her talk about their long-term relationship, it's like she really does have, the end, the end game goal, you know? Mm -hmm. My sister had a good line during this episode. She is not on board with Kelsey's Bachelorette yet. She is still in the mode of not really liking any of these women. But mm -hmm. she said, I'd allow Kelsey's Bachelorette if I learn what a professional clothier is. <laughs> oh my, she's the clothier. Yeah. Dude, I we've talked about that over the weekend. Oh, my friend, what does <laughs> that mean? It has to mean she's a she's not, not a manager. Am I off? Oh, okay. A a person or company that makes, sells, or deals in clothes or cloth. That's kind so of like fire. a salesperson or like, like personalized. Bespoke, yeah, you know, like bespoke fashion. That'd be cool. Hope the tour. I could see it. Mm. I could see it. Back at the hotel, Kelly says that she thinks Kelsey and Peter have a very emotional, deep relationship that he probably likes because he's a hopeless <laughs> romantic. 
Kelly seems to be a little fed up with Peter at this point, but aren't yeah. we all? <laughs> yes, girl. Yep. Back on the date, Kelsey tells cameras that every time she and Peter talk about family, it gets emotional for her and she never knows if one conversation will change things. So this is obviously segueing into a big sob story reveal. And Kelsey said that if Peter came home on a hometown date, her mom would go above and beyond to welcome him. But her dad wouldn't be here, as she previously shared. Her parents got divorced when she was in seventh grade. And after she was Miss Iowa, which was 2017. I, but after Kelsey won Miss Iowa, her dad reached out and they tried to have a relationship. But Kelsey saw red flags. And when she asked her dad why he did certain things... Her dad's excuse was, God told me to do this, and Kelsey called that a cowardly excuse, which I just thought was a really interesting contrast after mm. the Madison talk, because it kind of came across as revealing a lot about Kelsey's views on faith and what it should and shouldn't do in your life. So I thought that was really interesting and a really interesting reveal at how different those two girls' lifestyles might be. And Kelsey always wanted a relationship with him. So when she was in Chile a year ago, trying to get over a rough patch in life, she re returned home, got a text from her dad. They had a good conversation and she's been in communication with him ever since. But her mom doesn't know and only her sisters do. So Kelsey tells Peter, I want to make my own decision with the relationship I want to have before I involve family. I don't want outside influences to dictate my relationship with him. And that's why my mom doesn't know. I don't want you to walk in and wonder what's going on. Totally. And that relates back to um, Arian's need for independence. Um, Kelsey here clearly establishes that she wants to be the one to dictate how she interacts with her father in the future. And Arian's love to run the whole show there so she's taking complete control of that situation again very firm where she stands as we've seen her take other stands this season we love it yes and pete also loves it he says <laughs> that it's inspiring to see her strength that way and he says it's so obvious to me that you still know what you want and are so sure about that and Kelsey has told herself that she never wanted to settle in life. She could have gotten married before, but she wants to be in love and have someone with qualities she hasn't found. And she wants to feel like an equal, which is, uh -huh. again, Aries quality, be vulnerable. And she sees a lot of qualities in Peter that she's been wanting and hasn't found. And I love this, Kelsey. Like, this I don't is know what, what I was saying happening. last week. Yeah. I don't she know knows what's what she wants earlier in the season, but I like this side of Kelsey. It's the most actualized form of a human we've seen on the season. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm feeling Bachelorette vibes. We'll see. Hopefully. We gotta get yeah. this trend going. Yep. And Peter feels they connect on a deep level and he values that and her strength and grace. And he said, which I thought was really sweet, like Peter with all these lines. He said, I don't think that's shown enough in the worlds we live in today. <laughs> that line got me. I was like, oh, Pete. I hate Pete. <laughs> that's what I hate about Virgo's him. love words. <laughs> he has these one-liners and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, okay, yeah, this, is, this is how you got to where you are today. Yeah. With these little lines. Mm -hmm. 
So as these one-on-ones wrapped up, I wanted to take a moment Ooh. to kind of look at Madison, Kelsey, and Natasha through the Aries lens. Obviously, we've talked about before, three of our past bachelorettes are were Aries. So it's clearly a sign that kind of thrives in this setting. All three of the Aries bachelorettes are still with the men that they met on the show. It seems to be a recipe for success to be an Aries and become the bachelorette. So I zoned in on the fact that Madison is an Aries, but she seems a little less typical Aries than Kelsey and Natasha. Mm -hmm. Madison seems a little more reserved and low-key and less likely to take charge or state an opinion as boldly as we've seen Kelsey and Natasha do. So I wondered if it was age, Madison being notably younger than both of them, or maybe something to do with the region. Again, Madison is from the South. Kelsey is from the Midwest, but she's been in this representative position, having been Miss Iowa, and Natasha lives in New York City. So let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, one time a a while ago, I read this a while ago, but it stuck with me. Um, I I read something that said that your rising sign is the sign that you become throughout your life. Hmm. So I think in terms of age, that could apply to Madison there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, Kelsey and Natasha have just had more experiences and been able to react and grow from those experiences and Madison is on her way there but yeah just I don't know just that's my my thought on the age thing yeah I definitely see that I think you know we're not that much older than Madison and Hannah Ann so it's easy for us to be like oh they're so young but then again there are people looking at us and thinking oh you're so young so I think even if you're at a certain age and you think that you're grown and you think that you're mature enough for something there's probably an aspect of you that isn't there's probably an aspect of you that might have been more prepared for something further down the road Obviously, there are more mature 23-year-olds than others. I like to think that most mature 23-year-olds wouldn't go on The Bachelor. Sorry, but... Uh True. (sighs) Great. So, yeah. To close out the night, we have a three-on-one with Kelly, Hannah Ann, and, and Victoria F. The date card read, tomorrow won't be easy. The days never seem easy for Pete. Mm -hmm. These group card things are so dramatic. So we start off the three-on-one date with like a billion comments by Kelly, who's just so completely over um, this whole situation. I'm I'm surprised she didn't leave of her own accord, honestly. Mm -hmm. So Kelly's annoyed. She thinks this three-on-one is a waste of time. She uh, keeps coming at Hannah Ann and Victoria for their ages. She says they're children. Who wants to be on a three-on-one with one, with one, with them? Hannah Ann is what twenty-three years old. She's just not in the right phase of her life to be in a relationship. Victoria is always breaking down and crying. Overall, she's just a hot mess. I I died because that that's kind of accurate, but very accurate. 
I'm already over yeah. Victoria F. I <laughs> have found no redeeming qualities about this girl. She is a lot. So Kelly's like going into this already checked out. Literally already checked out. She like lays down on a couch, is just chilling. Um, Victoria is immediately being dramatic, says she feels that Peter doesn't like her anymore. Um, of course, we're talking to a random man about love. This is like a guy that owns the villa or estate, wherever they're at. Um, kind of loved it. He was fire. Um, and Peter decides to take Hannah Ann aside as the first one. Again, Kelsey's checked out and she's all, I'll be napping here. See you in a bit. Like, she's just so casual about this whole thing. And that's when I knew things were going to go south for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew she will get to it. Yes. Um, so, Pete has this conversation with Hannah Ann, who is a Taurus. Finally, we're getting a different sign here. Um, Hannah Ann has had walls up throughout the entire season until last week when she kind of broke them down a little. She says that she's feeling she's been feeling a lot of stress and pressure this week, um, and it's been really hard on her. And she really does not want to say goodbye to Peter because she's starting to get catch feels. Um, Hannah says she might she knows that she might come off as not having emotions, but it comes from the confidence she feels in their relationship, which was like a fire line. Okay, Hannah Ann. Um, Hannah Ann's a Taurus, so personality-wise, they're very private and self-contained, and they're also fixed signs, so they really have trouble rushing into anything that's new. So being thrown into this situation um, with so many new friendships, um, the relationship, experiences being thrown at her at once, maybe a reason and an explanation as to why she has seemed a bit closed off. Yeah, and going back to your point about growing into your sign as you age, I know um, Catherine Lowe is also a Taurus, Mm -hmm. and the descriptions about Taurus that you pulled here actually remind me a lot of her and just how self-assured and low-key and solid she's always seemed. I can kind of see Hannah Ann becoming that way when she's older, now not so much i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's a case of her still living with her family her being in this modeling career where it's all very Mm -hmm. surface level i could see her maybe being in her 30s married with kids and kind of being a Catherine lowe just chill and totally comfortable in your own skin what a compliment Mm. the highest of compliments um also torrens are willing to follow their heart where it leads them but they find it difficult to display their feelings openly so with that in mind hannah says that she's been reflecting on what she wants and she wrote down a couple of reasons well honestly like a whole list of reasons of why she's starting to fall for peter um some of these dotting her eyes with hearts I can't. Uh, Some of these include, you make time for me, you make me feel like I'm the only girl here, you make me feel like I don't need to be perfect, you are you, and there's no one else like you. It turned a little basic. It got a little basic, yeah. Um, But here she is, starting to 
um, express herself to Pete more, or at least we're getting to see it. Um, and then I pulled something from our book about Torin women in an amorous state. Um, they're very open and affectionate and demonstrative for the person that they care for. So they, they're more generous with their affection and verbal endearments, which, you know, is what we just got from Hannah. So it was cool. Very, definitely a solid conversation, solid move forward for them. I was not concerned with the state of Hannah Ann in this three-on-one after no. this conversation. Yes. Um, then we pan back to Victoria, who's freaking out and talking to Kelly about how she knows Hannah will definitely get one of the two roses. And she's feeling frustrated because she's feeling frustrated, even though she hasn't talked to him yet. She's already in a pissed off mood. And she says, quote, it's annoying to be around me. And this just made me think back to last week when I think Peter on their date um, kind of alluded to the self-sabotage she seems to put herself into. Um, and Victoria's a Libra. So they have this shaky self-confidence um, and they have this sense of not being whole or feeling whole, um, which creates a false front and is definitely the core of their insecurity. Um, and Kristen has a lot of feelings about the false front that yes. she Ugh. seems to put on. I feel like that we can talk Victoria, about later. Yeah. yeah, Victoria is everything wrong with a Libra's emotional side. Victoria <laughs> is like if Hannah B had become a hot mess. So then we move into our next conversation of this three-on-one with Kelly. Kelly is a Pisces. And again, we mentioned her being very casual going into this date um, because she's feeling confident in her relationship with Pete. Um, thinks that he will see that she is not the cause of any drama in the house. And she says, quote, I'm on a different emotional level and the only one actually mature enough to be ready for a relationship. Kelly's really coming for the other women tonight. Mm -hmm. Courtroom Kelly. C courtroom Kelly. <laughs> 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 That's hysterical. Um, so Pisces um, tend to flee from what they don't want to deal with. Um, and I don't mean this like literally here, but I feel like uh, Kelly has shut down the other women on this date. Like she's not here for their young selves. Um, she's not here for whatever emotional state in their lives they may be in. She's just over it. And like, not that she like shut down, but I feel like she just compensated by being very weird. Yeah. I, yeah. I know we've talked about America's Next Top Model a lot this season, but again, to put in another America's Next Top Model parallel at this stage in a top model season, like Final Five, Final Four, they're usually in their foreign location. They've done <laughs> go sees. They've lived with each other at that go point. Like, TV who TV. knows how. I love gozies. <laughs> They've lived with each other for who knows how long. And it's always when the caddy sides come out. It's always when they're just so sick of each other and sick of this competition and just sick of this routine they've been in that they all just kind of snap 
and they all break down a little bit. So I feel like that's just a reality show conundrum, you know, at when you're yeah. almost to the finish line, but you're oh, not yeah. quite yet. And you've been locked away in this house with the same people for weeks. You all just get sick of each other at <laughs> that point. <laughs> True. Um, I also want to point out the last or last episode you mentioned um, Pisces being the sign of self undoing. Yes. And this is just Kelly creating her own downfall here, mm-hmm. really. So Kelly tells Pete she was frustrated because she is potentially the only girl who did not receive a second one-on-one this season. Um, and she really does like him and wants to bring him home, but uh, because she thinks a lot of things between them add up. Um, Pisces women in the amorous state find that their, quote, greatest need is to lose herself in someone else and wants to enter the psyche of lover, of their lover, which mm. I thought was interesting because it sounds um, psychotic. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think Kelly's there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what do they by enter the psyche of the lover? Like they want to see themselves from their perspective. I really am not sure, but I felt like it fit here. Mm, interesting Open interpretation. Well, I feel I like know. Kelly has always felt a little bit of ownership with Peter because of how they <laughs> met. Oh, and God, yeah. If you take away the fact that he was the bachelor, think about it if you were in Kelly's shoes at a friend's wedding, and then you see <sighs> maybe some random guy from high school that you kind of knew at the same venue. Okay. And you talk, and then however many weeks later, you're brought together again for some reason. You would always kind of have this ownership over the private time you had together before oh yeah i think kelly having that real world perspective of peter and Mm. in such an environment that was not her everyday life but it was an environment that she was probably more comfortable in because she has said it was one of her best friend's weddings so maybe because of that connection she's always felt so grounded in that real world view and not the bachelor view that that actually affected her poorly in the end definitely that's that's a very very valid point um so we we continue with kelly again just kind of pinning herself up as not dramatic she says not every relationship has to be here and jumping through hurdles it can still be easy it can still be fun um, and Pete does not love that. No, there were many memes about this moment. Peter reacting, oh, so you're not going to cry? <laughs> and Peter <laughs> just staring, like, what do you mean? <laughs> but, you know, based off the season, Peter does like the crying woman. Oh, he loves the criers. Yeah. It's what saved Victoria later mm-hmm. on. Um Peter said, so yeah, Peter asked her, is it more than just fun for you? Um, And then I looked into a bit of um, the Leo Pisces pairing, and it says a Leo thinks of the Pisces as someone who is wishy-washy. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Which I totally see here. 
Um, so then Kel- Kelly's all, give me that rose and let's continue that journey and have fun, Peter. Um, and then our book continues to describe this pairing as one that just really won't mix. A Leo is prone to temperamental outbursts while a Pisces kind of keeps more to themselves and withdraws into their own world. On Paradise, we kind of talked about them being, Pisces being like completely in their heads and like otherworldly creatures kind of thing. So I feel like we kind of saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of that from Kelly on this three-on-one. And um, lastly, Leo's like to roam and Pisces don't. So not a recommended pairing. And then we close this interaction with Kelly saying that Victoria causes drama whenever she's around Peter. And that segues into Peter's conversation with Victoria. So in Peter's one-on-one time with Victoria, he brings up her doubts and he wants her thoughts on where they're at. And in what I think is the only line, the only full sentence that we've heard from Victoria this (laughs) season... She says, I don't know. And Peter has a huge choice. So he's a little frustrated and he asks, how can you not talk about this choice when it's literally the purpose of why they're there? And Victoria says to him that every time they're together, he's in a mood and she doesn't know how to move forward if this keeps happening. And Peter, who you can tell is choosing his words very carefully, says Mm -hmm. that He's not trying to call her out, but it feels like she's attacking him. He says, I'm not in a mood. I do feel like you've given me reasons to doubt. I've tried my best to move past those. I'm not in a mood every time I'm with you. And (laughs) something that I quote with my sisters a lot is the line from National Treasure Book of Secrets when (laughs) Nicolas Cage runs into his ex-girlfriend in Buckingham Palace and he has the earpiece. (laughs) He has the earpiece where like his techie guy is talking to him from a bathroom and when he's talking to the ex the techie guy is like, dumper, loser. So (laughs) I was texting that to my sister like, Peter, dumper, loser. (laughs) I can't breathe. Oh my god. Riley. The yes. you guy's name is Riley. I, I, How could I, you not know? I know it. I wasn't going to say it because I don't know what your relationship with National Treasure is. So I'm <laughs> like, okay. I really love National Treasure. My mother is obsessed with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> See, that I don't get. Nicolas Cage is weird, but, but he's great. That's what I'm Treasure. saying is that I have a very close relationship with National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Moonstruck? I have not. I think it's I've really seen, cute. You should watch I've seen it. Parts I don't. Of it. Yeah, I don't really get the romance aspect of it. Like that's weird. But the movie overall is good. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, in a real argument, the Libra Victoria knows how to yield tactfully, otherwise known as she can gaslight to her heart's content. She turned this conversation on him. She acted like he was the problem. She is really manipulative. (laughs) Peter felt that she always pushes him away. And this is when Victoria whips out the tears, saying, I don't want to get to the end and lose you. So it's just easier to not have you in the first place. This line came right (laughs) out of her butt. I'm sorry. It was so prepared. 
she has definitely said this before when she's not getting her way. She has just come across as kind of a spoiled little girl to me this whole time. And this was just the tipping point with her. Uh, I'm so upset because I really did like her a lot at the beginning. And every week I just kept thinking to myself, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And after I heard that line, I was like, shit, we are, Mm -hmm. there's no going back now. Yep. And our book says that Libras anger and disappoint their lovers. They're indecisive and sometimes declare love too easily. They tend to be fickle and faithless. Yep, pretty much to the team. Yeah. yeah, and Peter says to Victoria that he'd never lead her on. And when they rejoin Kelly and Hannah Ann, Peter says that he doesn't need a dinner portion to make up his mind. He knows what he wants to do. He takes Victoria aside while holding on to one of the two roses remaining. Victoria starts to freak out because she thinks she's being sent home. He <laughs> brings her right up to the car with the rose in hand. She's whining again like a little oh child. God. And Peter says, I really appreciate what we have. I know it's not always been easy between the two of us. I want you to know that I want to continue this. She Ugh. instantly goes from pouty McPowders to big smile, hugs Pete, and <laughs> ugh, it was such a quick turnaround. And then Peter says, I love what we have. And she says, me too. It's a little crazy. I hate that. Oh my God. That whole interaction made me so uncomfortable. Mostly the fact that she was staring at the ground the entire time. She wasn't even looking at him. It was so weird. Yeah, just ugh. (laughs) So... Peter sends her into the car with the rose to go back to the hotel. He walks back towards Hannah Ann and Kelly and they see that he's without the rose and kind of start panicking. So Peter sits himself down between the two of them and first tells Hannah that he's enjoyed every moment with her. And then he tells Kelly that he doesn't know why they met the way they did, but he's grateful (laughs) for it. Sounds like a friggin' Nicholas Sparks line. It does. (laughs) And he says, this hurts me, and this is so difficult, but Hannah Ann, will you accept this rose? So, Hannah Ann gets the rose, Pete ushers Kelly away, Hannah breaks down into this weird sob, I don't know why, that was weird. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, so intense. And at the car, Peter tells Kelly that theirs was the relationship he was most excited about at the beginning, but he was holding on to that version of it and what it meant. And Kelly says that Peter has things to figure out and she questions his intentions. And when she's on her limo ride out, she calls the four remaining women little babies. Are you a child or an adult? (laughs) If he's not able to make decisive decisions, that's on him. I don't want him to waste my time and come meet my family. And on one final Pisces note for Kelly, (laughs) Pisces have a tendency for choosing the wrong companions. And I don't necessarily think this is fitting for Kelly's situation because she made it very clear that she didn't want to choose Peter. But it was kind of that instance where she was in a situation with someone who turned out to be the wrong person. Yeah. So the episode closes off with Peter going back to the hotel with all four women. They toast to themselves. We get a preview for hometowns. No one's too thrilled about Peter swooping in on their daughter's hearts. 
We see Peter yelling at Victoria in what I hope is the last blowout between them. Because, <laughs> ugh, I have no faith left in males if Victoria stays another week. Ugh, I can't. We'll see. We'll yes, see. and on one final note, do we think we'll see Kelly on our TV screens again? Mm, you mean like on Paradise? Paradise? Yeah. <sighs> no. Yeah, I think she's too above Paradise. Yes, and yeah, I just don't see Paradise happening because she's an attorney. Yes, and she has said that earlier in the season. Yeah. Who wants to see their lawyer in a bikini? And in yeah. Paradise, that's all you wear. So. Yeah, and I think she's she's just going to go back to the real world, back to her life, and it'll be weird for her to re-enter something like this. I don't know. I but, did uh, see on Twitter that, well, she's from Chicago, and Grocery Store Joe has moved mm-hmm. back to Chicago. <laughs> oh, God. So there were some fans manifesting that into the universe. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't love that. To be honest, I never really loved Kelly, I feel like. Yeah, it was always kind of a weird batch of emotions. I feel like we probably wouldn't be friends, but I feel like I would respect her. Facts, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us for this double dose this week. Next week, we'll be back to our usual schedule. So we'll have an episode out for you on Wednesday that recaps the Monday prior to that. And it'll be hometowns. Hometown. So it'll be a really good one. Oh, Don't favorite time it. of the year. Hell yeah. Alrighty. Until then. Bye. bye.